Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, so when we show you this graphic of the VEASAN Daily, which is absolutely free, you see the handsome guy that looks like James Bond in the upper left-hand corner? That's Bill A.D. That dude is on a life heater right now. All right, let me explain. First off, go sign up. It's free, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. It, it sets your day. All the links, all the expert picks, betting strategies, latest odds, links to VEASAN top reads, latest podcasts, it's all there. Once you start, you'll kind of have your coffee and get used to the VEASAN daily every morning. But how about how about your boy? I even emailed him about this. So Bill AD and the Musburgers, years ago, before anybody decided to take a risk on the preeminent sports betting network. So they started VEASAN. Now, this was well ahead of the proliferation of legalization as far as sports betting, which is now up to, what, 36 and DraftKings all over the place. But they had the forethought to do this. So then Bill just jumps from bougie hotel room to bougie hotel room for like seven years. Then he buys a mansion. Then last night, the culmination... So the Super Bowl's being played in Vegas, and he goes to the game with Brent Musburger. Have yourself a heater, Bill AD. Like, that is, that is uh, it's a nice little late-life surge from the man of mystery, Bill AD, as we welcome you back. Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings, and I want to get into them in just a second as well. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. Live downtown Las Vegas at the D. I can tell you're chomping at the bit to say something. Go ahead. Well, you think about going to the Super Bowl, and the one thing I can't stop thinking about if I was to be offered tickets was getting in and getting out. Sounds like hell. However, Bill A.D. put in the newsletter that because he went with Brent, who was the voice of the Raiders for a few years there, he knew the best ways in and out, and they just cruised out of there, beat the traffic, and they were home scot-free. To me, if you're going to go to a game like that, you have to go with someone who has inside information. Brent Musburger has it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with logistics, and Brent is as well. So in and out, efficiency, very important for me. By the way, you can go read the story for free. Bill A.D. and Brent Musburger at SuperBowlVSIN.com slash newsletter. Keep the heater going. Now, humor me for a second here as well, because uh, I'll just say it and then we'll move on. I don't want to blow too much smoke, but I have to tell you, I've now been here for, what, six years, six Super Bowls, something like that. Our programming this weekend and in concert with DraftKings and VSIN was so far and away spectacular and so far and away the best programming. And a lot of people worked their asses off. It's not just the Samiches and the Mitch and Pauls. It's not just who you saw in the air, Michael Lombardi and Stormy. It, the people behind the scenes to kind of keep this thing gelling and going 24-7 throughout the weekend. John Goulet, Brian Rogers, Len Mead. 
I have to tell you, you don't have too many moments where you just sit back and you're like, I'm proud to work for a network. That was the programming this weekend. Chef's kiss. You understand what I'm saying, Tommy DeVito? So congratulations to everybody that was involved. Wipe that smirk off your face, you big lug, because during the break, and here's what Dustin likes to do. He likes to break down the way he kind of approached a segment. So he'll tell me if he thought he had a good one-liner. He'll start you know, ruminating if he didn't think he was as good as a host. And then during the break, he said, I wanted to say it, but I didn't say it. But I almost bet on the Chiefs no, at I half, but I didn't want to be a fraud. First off, if you were going to get involved in game on the Chiefs, I just told you, you could have got them at plus 340 when they were down 10. That was the tasty number. Uh, except at plus four, I had a chance to win both bets and or push late in that game. So the plus four was way better because I could have won both bets. Okay. Whatever works for you. But King I didn't Kyle mention it. Has... I'm, a, I'm still a good guy. I didn't mention it on the air. You mentioned it for me on the air. So I don't look like a guy slapping myself on the back. All you do is passive-aggressively work in the plays that you hit on this show. So you can't just now pretend like you don't mix them in constantly. Take it easy and talk about your boy King Kyle. So let's get to Kyle Shanahan. Speaking Kyle of Shanahan was. Kyle Shanahan was involved in, by my estimation, the only overtime game a few yes. years back where he was the offensive play caller with the Atlanta Falcons and the Patriots came back down 28 to three. Okay. So he should probably have a good understanding of the rules, overtime rules and Patrick Mahomes and Josh, like the overtime rules a couple years ago have changed. And of course you found that out and good job by Romo. I have a take on Romo. That's unpopular. I thought he was freaking spectacular in the game last night. We'll get to that. But he explained, remember, if you think the Chiefs should be using a timeout here, it goes to another quarter. Each team, even if it's a touchdown, unlike the regular season is going to get the ball. So I want to go here. Okay. And again, the numbers people, including Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper, is going to be joining us here on Sharp Money coming up in the third hour. He's got plenty to say. And it can be subjective, okay? Subjective math with Fezzik. I understand that. But let me just explain something. Just like Dan Campbell in the NFC Championship game, at times during a football game, you have to have a feel for the flow. You can't just be married to the numbers. You have to have an understanding of where your team is at. Okay? Now, it would help if your team knew exactly what was happening. Well, what are you talking about? Well, let's talk about the overtime rules. Because you've got to be fastidious. You've got to be buttoned up. You've got two weeks in between the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. And a whole offseason to explain as favorites the whole entire year to win the Super Bowl exactly what would happen if we ended up going to overtime. And Kyle is familiar because, hello, he went to the other overtime. But Kyle Juszczyk was talking after the game, and they said, What'd you think about taking the ball? And here's what he had to say. No, we never thought about there, fourth and four. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime. So I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win. But I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really, I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No, we haven't talked about it, no. That last part, the last quip, fireable. Now, whether or not you think Shanahan made the right call, Fezzik, numbers, take the ball, third possession, all right, I'm fine with that. I believe, feel for the game, obviously, you're kicking off, you want the fourth down, just as far as I'm concerned, 100 out of 100 times, you're kicking the ball off there. However, check is brilliant. What check just said at the end, he said, no, never talked about it. Hold on now. Kyle Shanahan is anointed the king, and his team going into the biggest game of their lives didn't understand the overtime rules. How is this possible? Now you go to Chris Jones, and Chris Jones said, not only were the Chiefs prepared, the Chiefs rehearsed this in training camp. The Chiefs had meetings about the new overtime rules in the postseason. In training camp, they knew what they were going to do if – the 49ers had scored seven. They were going to come back, score, and go for two. The script was already written. Somehow Kyle Shanahan didn't educate his players entering the biggest. He failed his players.
What else do we have? Well, let's hear from King Kyle here because we're – And by the way, the King Kyle moniker is perfection because it, the king oftentimes with the monarchy, it's like, dude, you were born, now you're in control. Kyle? <laughs> like born in between third and home plate. You are now Marv Levy. This generation's Marv Levy. The biggest storyline coming out of yesterday was Tom Brady entering, excuse me, Mahomes entering Brady and then Shanahan saying, hold my beer to Marv Levy. Go ahead. Kyle Shanahan coming off blowing his third double-digit Super Bowl lead. That was the second worst thing he did over time and how he handled it and why he received it. This is what he had to say. Donk. No, we never thought about there fourth and four. I mean, even if we do go and score, they still can go down and match it. And um, so, no, there wasn't. A, uh, it's just something we talked about with, you know, the, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. Well, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. You hold on. I wrote it down because I was watching the game. So you just, where is it? You just watch a surgical Mahomes go like, you know, 20 plays, whatever it was, a perfect touchdown. You just watched him slice and dice you. And you thought on that planet last night in Las Vegas that a field goal was going to win that game. You didn't think Mahomes was going to walk off. You put your team in a terrible spot. You put your team in a terrible spot. You can't play for tomorrow when there's a chance tomorrow never comes. You especially can't do it when Patrick Mahomes is on the other side of the football and he has a chance to go win it when you give the ball back to him. Look, some guys, they're regular season head coaches. They're great play designers, great play callers. They get it done over the course of 17. Dustin, 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 no, no. You, You love Kyle Shanahan. That's your guy. You've told me for years that's your boy. You yeah. can't come off it now. Oh, I can't after he makes the worst decision in the history of the Super Bowl. Fake yelling. He would have justified yelling. all my thought in him if he would have gotten that right. If you thought Yu's check was bad, wait till you hear what Chris Jones had to say about Shanahan. Next. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back, it's VSIN, the sports betting network, 58. In the books, kind of sad. Turn the lights back on. Roger, don't go. 200 and some six days until the NFL. But we'll get you started. We'll start to set you up on the calendar tomorrow. Right now, it's all about the Super Bowl. And we're going to bring in Brennan White, who is the DraftKings U.S. trading lead. Let me just say this. I'm extremely grateful to Brennan because, of course, he's our partner. But he joined us on Friday. And then Dustin and I were debating whether we should ask him because we need to know what happened at the book. But we were debating because he's such a good dude and he was grinding his ass off yesterday for how many hours? I don't even know. And he wrote back, sure, on with you guys on Monday. So I say all that to say, hi, Brennan. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Are you tired? I am very tired, but, you know, I'll, uh, I'll catch up on sleep. Sometime. Yeah. Now, let's start macro, big picture. My assumption was it's going to be a record handle. Had to be. Yeah, definitely record handle. It wasn't particularly close. Leading up to the game, we kind of had an assumption that it was going to blow all of our records out of the water and, and late Chiefs money, very close game. Chiefs come back. Game goes to overtime, increases our live handle even more. Yeah, we ended up well above expectations for handle. So, Brennan, I, I was writing with Thomas Gable. He runs a race and sports book at the Borgata. And he said this, so I'll juxtapose two guys that run a book. He said, you write a ton of wagers for a small payoff. That's just the way it goes so, sometimes. So, essentially, a draw with the betters over at the Borgata. How about there at DraftKings? Yeah, you know, we do feel similarly. Um, when the Niners kicked that field goal to go up 19-16 with two minutes left, we were looking at an unbelievable night. Um, and then sort of from there, worst possible scenario with chiefs sending it to overtime and then winning in overtime. Um, obviously on paper chiefs comeback in overtime is not a good result for us, but I think kind of one of the unique advantages we have, and this kind of points to how much the industry has changed over the last few years is a lot of our tickets were written on SGP bets and the game went under a lot of players, you know, got, got to their over props, but nobody had a big night. Uh, the touchdowns were kind of scored by lesser-known individuals. And so when all is said and done, our performance was actually okay, considering the result. Brennan White, U.S. team lead, a busy – I mean, look, his, his life was crazy yesterday, so we're very grateful he gives us a few minutes here. The Okay, so where did you close on the side in total, and how did that come into play? We ended up closing at one and a half uh, 47, which I think is sort of in line with the industry. We took the late Chiefs money we were expecting, which pushed us from two to one and a half. Um, we thought that there might be a pretty significant move on the total um, in the sort of hours leading up to kickoff. That tends to be where we get the most sharp action just because they're waiting for the public to push that total up. But I think because you could get 48 when it opened at some places and 47 and a half even for a big chunk of the two weeks, they had already gotten down on those numbers. So we got down to 47, but but didn't see it drop any lower than that. So people may not know that Brennan White is he's cagey, but he's super sharp. And in a past lifetime, maybe he would have bet on the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this now that the game's over. What did you think was the right side? I, I like the Niners. Um, we had them power rated as, as three-point favorites. I think that across the board, they were the stronger team. Obviously, there's the Mahomes factor. I think Purdy kind of wasn't having a great playoffs and, and missed some, some open touchdown throws last night. And when there are the margins are that close in a game that big, the experience and the talent that Mahomes has ended up carrying them to victory. Um, but we, we saw a pretty significant split. Uh, sharps for squares on this game. Lots of big sharp bets on the Niners. I think my personal preference would lean that way as well. Turned out to be the wrong side, though. 
So, Brendan, Patrick and I both agree a failure among the rest of the NFL tonight not take advantage of what is a down Kansas City team, as you kind of mentioned there. Uh, how did you have Kansas City power rating uh, late in the year, and how did it fluctuate throughout the season? Like, where did they finish in your power ratings in the NFL? Yeah, it's a really interesting question because, obviously, you know, they opened the season losing at home to the Lions, and everybody starts panicking. I think one of the takeaways early in the season was – they better find a way to get people that can catch the ball. I mean, they were just they were littered with drops for the first five, six weeks of the season. They finally found a guy in Rasheed Wright who was reliable. Kelsey, obviously, always reliable. But the thing that held up for the entire year that we were kind of surprised by was their defense. Um, shout out to Spagnola and, and what he's done with, with that roster and and the guys that they have. They, they really impressed uh, defensively throughout the entire playoffs. So, as the season progressed, you know, we had the, the ugly home loss to the Raiders on Christmas Day toward the end of the year. At that point, they were the lowest in our power ratings. I think we had them seventh. Uh, and then you get to the point where the playoff draw comes out, and it looks like they're going to have to play Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, and then whoever wins the NFC, two of those games on the road. And, and that was the longest you could have gotten them in the futures market all season at 11-1. to And and we did see quite a bit of action at 11 to one. Actually, moved them down to 10 to one before that Dolphins game kicked off. Um, so, you know, credit to the people who kind of picked them off at, at low point and weren't afraid of the opponents they were going to have to take on in the postseason. U.S. trading team lead Brennan White, DraftKings, and the 2025 futures are up. We'll get to them in a second. Brennan, you lead a team at DraftKings. Let me ask you a question about Kyle Shanahan. How does his team not know the overtime rules? And just as a sports fan, you kicking off there, or are you taking the ball in overtime if you're Shanahan? Yeah, this is my biggest qualm of how the game was coached. Um, I think you pretty clearly want the ball second, given the new rules. It gives you the opportunity to know what you need to get. You can be very aggressive on fourth down if the other team scores. If you stop them, you can settle for a field goal and win the game. And the thing that I don't think a lot of people are considering is if you give up a touchdown, you just go for two. You don't have to give them the ball back with the opportunity to score a field goal and win the game. And if you assume they're you know, roughly 50% to convert that two-point conversion, that's clearly um, what the math says to do. And that's what the Chiefs after the game said they wanted anyway. So I think he, he kind of dropped the ball there. He did mention that he spent a lot of time with his analytics guys going over their game plan. Uh, but I think not communicating it to the rest of the team and kind of some of the stuff that came out after the game, players not understanding the overtime rules is, is not a good look. Uh, do you think if Kyle called you about managing and running a team, you could help him? I'm, I'm not going to be uh, <laughs> so egotistical <laughs> to say that I, I could help him. Um, I, I, think he's a, I think he's a very talented coach. I think he put together a very good game plan. I think he's done some revolutionary things for NFL offenses. But I think in-game management – uh, has not always been his strong suit, and I think that you know the Chiefs really came out ahead on that one decision that, that ended up turning the game for them. Uh, speaking of overtime, Brendan, where did you guys close on yes-no game going to overtime and any other big props really get you, like non-quarterback to throw a touchdown with Jennings, anything else jump out? Yeah, the overtime was brutal. Um, every yeah. year it's kind of the major prop with the biggest liability. We lost well over seven figures on it. Um, we opened it 12 to one. We ended up nine to one just on the liability. But the thing that really killed us was live. We trade that market live as well. And as soon as that game got close, everybody was on overtime. Uh, we had, we had some six figure bets live on overtime. Yes. So really just awful result there. Um, but it is one of those things where we're, we're kind of okay taking that money, knowing that, you know, one out of 10 Super Bowls probably not going to go to overtime. Um, but yeah, variance not in our favor there. You mentioned the the passing TD for Jennings that was also quite poor for us. Um, over two and a half players to throw a pass is always extremely popular. The other thing that that kind of hurt us um, was just guys, you know, getting to their overs in overtime, mm-hmm. um, and, and obviously Purdy taking a, a knee at the end of regulation that uh, that flipped the line as well there. Um, not in our favor. Um, we had a lot of a lot of under twelve and a half money there. So I, I think you know the game going to overtime in general, not just for the overtime market, but for all the markets that impacted, was was a, the worst result of the night for us. 
Brennan White with us, DraftKings U.S. trading lead. You mentioned all the live markets you guys have up. It's one of the things you guys do best. You always have these markets available. Were you guys live trading Super Bowl MVP on the fly? Was that available on DraftKings? It was. Uh, we wow. were. That's always a fun one, um, especially in a close game because you got to factor in the money lines at any given time. There was a point in time, you know, McCaffrey fumbles on the opening drive. The Niners have a lead, and we're going, okay, if the Niners win, who, who's going to win this, right? <laughs> you know, McCaffrey's got the touchdown, but he's also got the fumble. Purdy hasn't looked very good. At one point, we're talking about, like, okay, Jennings, which it is. Uh, yeah. Chris Conley, two big special teams plays. Like, if I was trying to bet Conley. <laughs> so, there's, you know, th those discussions live during the game where it's just sort of a crapshoot the Niners win on uh, which player is going to take home the trophy were were entertaining but also extremely stressful because money's just pouring in nonstop. Okay, just one minute, Brennan. Who, who do you have as far as the listed favorite for next year? Well, it's got to be the Chiefs at this point, right? Um, you know, they they found a way to repeat, and they they have a strong roster going into next year. And obviously, they have Mahomes. Sounds like Kelsey's back. Sounds like Reed's back. So, you know, they they have to be the favorite. I'm sure we'll take a lot of money on them over the next sort of few weeks, but. It'll be interesting to see how free agency goes, see if you know any of the teams that are maybe a piece or two away can, can pick up somebody and get into the conversation. Hypothetically, if you were to work for like seven straight months, seven days a week, and you get a break, right? Everybody deserves a break, especially you. Hypothetically, where would you go in Europe if you were to take a break? Well, <laughs> hypothetically, uh, I'm traveling to Europe for work this coming week, so sort of not much of vacation. Um, it's, it, this is the part of the year where we have a lot of sort of work to do around preparation for March Madness as well as postmortem on the NFL. So the grind continues, but come, come baseball season, I'll, I'll have a golf trip to Europe planned out. That's wonderful. Right? Seriously, we're so grateful. Thank you for the time, Brennan, and travel safely. Thank you very much. Thanks as always, guys. Okay, U.S. team lead, Brennan White, DraftKings. We're back. Sharp money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, so this week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. So, new customers, take advantage of this great opportunity. Download the app, DraftKings, and use the promo code VSIN, V S I N, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Got you back here, Sharp Money. Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper, stopping by in about 14 minutes, and he is fired up. We've got Fezzik already. He's, he's on his way, and he's texting us right now like a savant. So he'll be joining us with plenty to say coming up in the final hour. Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, we were talking a little bit during the break about Travis Kelsey, and he's a he, he's a little bit of a donk. Like, he got on stage, and he hit, hit you with a Viva Las Vegas. I mean, it's... <laughs> He's a likable go goofball. No, super, super endearing, super sweet, extremely harmless, like just a good guy, human being. But he is Taylor Swift had to be watching being like, wow, I'm in love with an absolute sack of meat. That's what he said. <laughs> I, mean, like. he I, I didn't I wasn't on social a ton during the broadcast. I'm guessing people weren't thrilled when she was shown on television. I didn't think it was overwhelming. Uh, how about your girl like chugging a beer at one point? How could anyone not like that? I did, but I just didn't think the coverage was insulting, overwhelming, too mu done too much. Like you have to understand these are the directors and CBS. They know that's a moneymaker right there. I mean, Roger Goodell was hanging out in her suite. Like they know exactly what she means to the game of football. Uh, it's it's a, a business. I've never wanted to be since entourage ended. I've never wanted to be a part of a crew more than I want to be a part of Taylor Swift's crew at the Super Bowl. I wanted to read you. You got something from Mahomes, And then I want to get into something that Orlovsky said about the, Chiefs defense. Go ahead. Yeah, let's hear from the greatest of all time, best quarterback to ever play the position, Patrick Mahomes, following winning his third Super Bowl, talked about winning the way they did. I think um, the biggest thing for me is 
um, the way we did it. Um, the battle throughout the middle of the season, um, to continue to have that mindset of we're going to continue to believe, um, it, it truly is special. Uh, I'm going to try to stop getting down 10 points in these games um, and make them a little bit easier, but uh, I was proud of how the guys fought. All right. So he's doing a little shtick about being the only quarterback in history to come back from in his three Super Bowl wins. He was down 10-plus doubles. Pretty good. Go ahead. And then finally, uh, you know, they just found a way to win, he says. It's special. I think it's that championship mindset. I mean, whenever stuff isn't going great, we're going to continue to fight. And um, this game wasn't – we had times we weren't playing great, especially the offense. And we were able to step up to, uh, step up to the occasion while the defense is making those stops. And um, people are going to talk about the offense because we had those last few drives. The defense is what kept us in that game. And that's our entire season. They're going to give us chances, and we're going to make it happen when it counts. Yo, Kermit out here hanging out with Miss Piggy. <laughs> I love Kermit the Frog. That's my boy. So I got to give Orlovsky credit, ESPN. Now, again, it's very easy to admonish and just to point to people and say you're a lazy handicapper if you're backing Patrick Mahomes. But I always said it had really your quarterbacking should always be the start of your handicapping, quarterbacking and coaching, and then you start to extrapolate. However, it, the kicker, Butker, obviously a weapon, and then the Chiefs defense. If you watch the 49ers – Towards the end of the year, you knew that defense was leaky. Spagnolo over Wilkes, decided advantage. And then if you watched him against Green Bay, you're like, something's wrong here. And if you watched him against the Lions, not only was something wrong with the 49er defense, they felt soft. Just saying. Well, here's what Orlovsky had to say. The Chiefs face the number two, number three, number four, and six offenses in the playoffs, respectfully. Those Four teams combined to average 28.3 points per game this season. They averaged 15.8 versus Kansas City in the playoffs. So Spagnolo shaved off 12.5 points of four of the best offenses in the NFL. How is it lazy? Could we, again, they shaved off 12.5 points with four of the best offenses, the Chiefs defense in the NFL. Cornerbacks were huge. Chris Jones was huge. The pressure was constant. The 49er offensive front couldn't contain him. That's a great defense. And it's the youngest defense in the NFL. It's also the only team to win a Super Bowl allowing less than 28 points in every game. They never gave up more than 28 points. That is absurd to do that. Uh, maybe, maybe because the people saying, and I'm not one of them, I'm Point that out. People are saying that the handicap is lazy to say, well, it's Patrick Mahomes and I can't bet against him. They should also mention how good the defense was. Maybe that's all they're looking for the mention of the defense because the defense was tremendous. Coach advantage, defense advantage, kicker advantage, quarterback advantage. That brings us to the quarterback. Uh, the Mahomes thing, this piece is inevitable. And if you wanted to have the argument that he was the GOAT going into the game, win or lose, I think you're rightfully in your right mind to do so. The game's changed. He's 28 years old. Uh, but you mentioned use your eyes. Let's be honest. Just look, people. Like, for example, you can go analytics. You can go feel. You can go passing. You can talk about generation. He's the greatest we've ever seen. Just his flamboyance. He's a better quarterback. He is a better quarterback positionally than anybody that's ever done it, and that includes Tom Brady. Now, the simplistic, if you want to start using that term again, the simplistic way to look at it would be, well, you got six rings over here. Now, Tom Brady's biggest argument would be, and, you know, past his prime, goes to Tampa, beats Mahomes. To me, that is the gold star for Brady. Success in New England, we understand. But, Patrick, this, this quarterback that we were watching last night, he is the greatest to ever do it. And he's got plenty of runway, 28 years old. His team's only going to get better. I I'll liken it to this. Jack, Jack Nicholson, excuse me, Jack Nicholas is the all-time leader as far as majors in golf. Tiger's a better golfer. He didn't catch him. He's not going to catch him. But Tiger's a better golfer. So that would be my comp. It's, it's no disrespect to Jack Nicholas. He's incredible. It's right there, one, two. But if you, had to, if you had a game on the line, you're taking Patrick Mahomes over any quarterback that's ever played the position. I don't really know if it's close at this point. It's not a debate. 
you're arguing resume versus ability. Like, the resume is over for Brady, and for for Mahomes, it's just getting started. And, oh, by the way, it's off to a better start than Brady ever had. Uh, 28 years old, Brady's best year, 28 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Mahomes just had his worst year, 28, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Through their first seven seasons, same amount of games. Four more wins for Mahomes, higher completion percentage, 7,000 more yards, more yards per attempt, more touchdown passes, less interceptions, more rush yards, two more All-Pro years, two more MVPs, one more Super Bowl MVP. And when we look at the coaching, wasn't Andy Reid Kyle Shanahan before he ever had Patrick Mahomes? Wasn't he the guy who couldn't ever get over the hump? He was like the next coach who's never won a Super Bowl? Well, since he met Mahomes and drafted him, he now has three rings. So you could take Tom Brady all you want, one career, one season, one game, one play. I'm taking Mahomes every single time. I'll take him in a boat. I'll take him with a goat. I'll take him in the rain, in the dark, or in a tree. Shout out to Dr. Seuss. Well done. I, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I, don't, I don't really know if we're having an adult conversation, not an unserious conversation, how you'd argue that the better quarterback is Tom Brady, you absolutely, as you aptly put, resume, of course. We're, we're not even, we're not in the same stratosphere yet. But if we're just talking about skill, last night you watched the greatest to ever do it. Well, and he's done it a few different ways now, right? He's redefining himself and he's able to morph into whatever kind of weapons he has. So for a while he was a guy that, no matter where he was on the field, he could score a touchdown. Never seen a quarterback with the ability to do that. But also, guys with an arm that big usually turn the ball over. He doesn't. Now they just did it in a way where they decided we're going to just stay in games and we know in clutch moments our guy Mahomes has something that your guys don't. And he will find a way to win the game. And that's the best trait you could have in a quarterback. So you want to talk about resume? You want to talk about, oh, Brady has more championships? That's not what the discussion is. Because those are team achievements at the end of the day. Watch freaking Mahomes play the position. He is so far and away better than Tom Brady, it's ridiculous. My, my assumption is, and Brady, and Brady, he's been talking about how he's been grinding, preparing to be the lead for CBS next year. Excuse me, for Fox next year. He is such a student of the game and such a reasonable person. Now, he's super competitive. He's such a student of the game. I think if you ask Tom Brady, he would say Mahomes is better. That, that's my assumption. He, he might be so competitive that he may not admit it, but truth serum, he'd tell you Mahomes is the better quarterback. There are a million things Mahomes can do better than Brady. The only thing Brady's done more than Mahomes is live and play longer. Yeah, factual. We're coming back with professional handicapper Steve Fezzik. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VEASAN Pro Daily Best Bets. Access to the betting splits, upcoming March Madness betting guide. It's all there. Now it's a special price, $9.99. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. Steve Fezzik, professional better, joining us there at the D. Always appreciate the effort. Steve coming down, pregame.com, at Fezzik Sports. And, you know, he's a very happily married man, but he was just giving Dustin and I you know, I was telling him everything is done through the apps these days. So it's people are so desensitized that when you meet somebody in person, you almost feel like a creepy person, but just saying hi to people, Dustin, you know that that's true. So Dustin, so Steve was saying, listen, efficiency matters. Here's a couple of tips for you guys. Yeah, I think if you were, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, where you're a creepy person if you approach someone, but like, I think I might actually be a creepy person. That's why I get the reactions Ooh. I get. <laughs> Like, I don't think it has anything to do with the apps. Maybe the, maybe the amount of appetizers I've eaten gives them a, a poor perception of me. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah, in, in production here during our break, I mentioned to Patrick, I think one of the best tips I could ever give all the men out there is that instead of saying you're an inch taller in your profile, say you're an inch shorter. So if you're 5'10", say you're 5'9". Now, some gals just won't even want to meet with you, but when they do meet with you and they see that you're – you're actually taller than what you said you are, immediately your first meeting is likely to go better as opposed to, huh, six foot? I don't think so. What did they, Rodrigo, there's this one artist, she has a song. Olivia Rodrigo? Olivia Ooh. Rodrigo. She, yes. she, bad idea, right? Bad idea, right? Is, Screw yeah. it. It's fine. This You come <laughs> for the sports betting content, you stay for the dating advice from Steve Fezzik. <laughs> now, I... We have mockingly called Kyle Shanahan King Kyle on the show, Steve, because uh, Dustin and others have kind of bought into the trap. I, I feel he's overrated. I, I love the pre-snap candy. I love his offensive scheme. But there is a difference when it comes to game management. However, the overtime rules. Now, I'm sure you heard that his team was not up to speed as far as what the overtime rules were. That's completely, I guess you would say, um, unforgivable from Kyle and his coaching staff for, for them not to know. However, you are on the other side. So for somebody like me, I say 10 out of 10 times, I'm kicking the ball off. I want to know what we have. I, I want to have the fourth down going into it, knowing exactly where I stand. You said the math doesn't bear that out going into overtime. Let me preface this. This is almost like it's complicated, all right? This is, there's lots of things that are slam dunk. You got fourth and goal from the one, you go for it. I don't care if you got the world's worst offense in the NFL. It's the second quarter, you always go for it. Uh, regardless of whether, even if you don't think you're going to make it. Um, this is like two chess masters, like move 17 and, and a dragon Sicilian Yugoslav attack where both sides are checkmating each other. And it's so high level. And then you've got like two two children playing checkers and they're coming over like that dummy played the wrong move there um the bottom line is absolutely you like having the ball second like in college football overtime we like having the ball second we know what we need second let the first guys go if they screw up and they get nothing now we know we win with the three if they get a seven we need a seven so it's a big edge to go second in college 
having said all that, and I agree with all that, it's a big edge to get the ball second in overtime. So Kyle should have deferred, right? Not so fast, my friend. There's also a big edge and a sudden death overtime to get the third possession. And how does the third possession happen? Well, there's three ways, but really only two. The first way is you score a touchdown, you kick your extra point. You, I won't go into details. You have to kick. Your opponent scores a touchdown, and they're dumb enough to kick the extra point also. The problem with that is your opponent will be smart, and they'll go for two because they'll recognize, wait, if we kick the extra point, now it's sudden death overtime, and the other team's going to win like 60% of the time, so we'll just go for two. But there's two other permutations that result in ties. Field goal, field goal, or no score, no score, which would usually be a punt and a punt. If those happen, all of a sudden, who's winning? Well, of course, the team with the ball is winning. San Fran would have a huge edge in that case. Now, if it doesn't go three possessions, then obviously San Francisco is at a disadvantage. So you can see where it's complex, it's complicated, and I certainly agree that the game script could be such that um, there would be times that I could see that would be correct to defer. But all things being equal, I'm very confident if you, if you churn, churn the numbers, put it in a Monte Carlo simulation, spit it out 50,000 times, taking the ball in most cases will result in a slight edge. And so I believe even though Shanahan's players don't know the rules, and that's on them too. How can you be a professional football player and not know what the rules are, even if your coaches don't teach you at all? Um, I believe Shanahan made the right call with what he did. And further, I'll argue all these college football, if it's such a huge advantage to go second with the ball, then why the heck when in college football in the overtime do teams, you score a touchdown, Patrick, the ball, and now, now I score a touchdown. Why am I kicking my extra point? Because now I got to go on offense. They should always go for two and just win the game half the time unless they're like a 14-point favorite. And yet it seems like almost none of them do. Your thoughts? Let's breathe. Did you get all that? See, I'm telling you, I've known them for so long. When you get into that beautiful mind, you kind of have to think faster to keep up. <laughs> Dustin. Your takeaway was Shanahan played it correctly from what Steve said because the third possession is a premium, correct? And yes, and my question about that third possession, as a better, if someone told you I'm placing this bet in anticipation of what's going to happen tomorrow – how would you feel about their strategy? Because that's what that feels like to me. Kyle Shanahan is saying, it's not about what I can control right now out of the gates of this first possession. I'm actually playing for two possessions from now. Doesn't that feel like he, he's, he's not focused on what really matters? No, I, I think he is focused. And I think but really the right way to say it is, I know I'm at a disadvantage. A, a somewhat I'm In the first possession each, I'm at a somewhat of a disadvantage. And it's... And it's not even likely that we're going to get to a third possession, but should we get to a third possession, my, my edge is so overwhelmingly large that it offsets the, the, the disadvantage I'm going to have if we both get one possession. I might add, in terms of perfect information, the field goal is a pain in the neck for Kansas City. I know it's obvious that they can go ahead and go for it fourth and one from their own 28 because they have to score. Yeah. It becomes less obvious. What do I do when it's fourth and five and I'm on my opponent's 20? Now I don't know what I need because, all right, if I kick the field goal, I'm an underdog to win. But you know what? I'm an underdog to pick up fourth and five also. You can see the problem. Sure, and, and all that data, I think, makes a lot of sense in almost every scenario, Steve, except for this one. You're potentially giving Patrick Mahomes the ball and all the control with the ability to beat you in a situation where all you're playing for is to hold them out of the end zone, hopefully just giving up a field goal. But because of that, it allows them to move the ball down the field and pick up huge yards. But if Patrick Mahomes is God and he's so much better than my team, can I make the counter argument? Oh, my God, if I let him have the ball first and we split the possessions one on one, I'm dead. Yes. He only needs okay, three points. That's fair. I'm done. That's so. totally fair. You let him do it. He scores. Then you have to score. And now he's in the position that that is completely fair. So, so, so you, how much? That. How much do you put? Would you at least admit there's some subjectivity here? Absolutely. And you you it, could hear the other side of the argument, the feel for the game, the flow of the game. You, you, even as a numbers person, you would say there is an argument to the other. And way. there are game scripts where I think it is correct to, to d defer. And like I said, this is an example. This is what's wrong with our country. Everyone is like, <laughs> it, 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 I, I either like can't purchase a handgun or I should be able to own three bazookas. Somewhat, you know, probably some compromise is needed. 
it. Um, and in a situation like this where it's ultra complicated, it's just clear cut. Turn it over to the numbers, guys. Churn all their big simulations, play the game 10,000 times, and let them spit it out. Like I said, and I'm confident on the average typical game, it will be somewhat better, slightly better to take the ball, but it's not a big difference. I believe in this segment alone, Steve Fezzik has covered sports betting, <laughs> he's covered dating, and he's covered politics. Find you a guess, Dustin Sweetelson, that can hit that, like that threesome right there. I'm nope. fired. Dustin, take it easy. But that is pretty impressive. I did say threesome, so that's not good around Dustin Sweetelson. But politics, sports betting, and dating. I believe they call, they call that the devil's threesome. I think Dustin would be a really fun guy to have a threesome with in, in, in any type whoa, of whoa, form. I'm whoa. just going to throw that out. Whoa. 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 That, that, that crossed the line I wasn't even willing to cross. And by the way, it's a lie. I'm not. I'm not good in a twosome. Ask everyone. <laughs> Some guys... Correct me if I'm wrong. Would would be better in a role like like playing in a threesome than a twosome. You mean though. like sitting in the corner? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um, uh, you're you're the numbers guy. I I, I like to keep it simple. Uh, is what I would say. Uh, Dustin, can you <laughs> can you pose the question again that you posed to Steve? And I want him to think on it. We'll come back and answer it. It had to do with the 49ers being favored. Yeah, yeah. If uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best we've ever seen, and if quarterback position is the single most position in all of sports it, to the spread of a game. How does that game go off with the best quarterback we have in the game right now as the underdog? Three straight games. Three straight True. games. You know, if, a tremendous if, point. If, if plus 130 against Buffalo, plus 200 against Baltimore, and now plus 20, 120 in the Super Bowl. Think how unlikely this is. Start with $100. Play the best, play God at quarterback three straight times. You got 1,500. It'll never happen again. You'll never get that, get that again. And by the way, we should give a special shout. I know he's watching right now. He loves the Fezzik spots here on Sharp Money to our buddy Will Hill, who always hits me up. Love when Fezzik's on the show. So shout to our buddy and VEASAN colleague, William Hill. When we come back, the answer is Fezzik here on Sharp Money. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.